Hello. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Fancy seeing you here. <laughs> no, no, crazy, right? Um, yes, this is episode number four of the Chaos Cast. Number four. Okay, I missed number three. You did. But we're back. We are back and we are here post Scarlet and Violet release as well. Yeah. Came out last Friday. We're recording this on the, literally the Monday after we're back. We've opened nearly, probably like uh, two cases of, I said, nearly said half a case. <laughs> nearly half a case, <laughs> nearly half a pallet. No, um, we've opened basically the two cases and it is such a lovely set. It's a beautiful set. It's a beautiful set. And if you haven't heard, I don't know how, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet came out last Friday. Uh, the new series of Pokemon TCG trading card game stuff based on the new Scarlet and Violet video game. And with it, a whole host of the new Pokemon. We've got EXs returning, and then we've got the Terrastall EXs as well. I was trying to explain, like, why it was such a big thing. <laughs> and it's like, well, I actually don't know how long Sword and Shield have been going for. Well, I was, I kind of took a guess at, like, <laughs> maybe five years, maybe a Less. little bit longer. But <laughs> I was just like, so imagine you've got this thing. And it's basically all everything's been under, and then bam, whole new chapter. You've got all of this new stuff, all of mm. these new Pokemon. It's like, so everything is different. It's like, well, not everything, but a fair amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got the EXs come back, which they were in older ones, in like 2003, I think, the first set, they were EXs in them. And then they've been away for a while, but now they're back. And now we got the terrestrialized EXs in the Arcanine and the Gyarados in this set, which so are very beautiful. So nice. They're the kind of things that I imagine that if, obviously if Pokemon were real, when you, <laughs> you see the light and we've got the spring sunshine outside at the moment, yeah, yeah. When, when it hits that Arcanine, <laughs> whoo, the rainbows off of that would be, uh, would be something else. But it was just beautiful very nice stuff and speaking of beautiful stuff moving on from the the trainer gallery we had in the under sword and shield and the galarian gallery we have these illustration rares yeah which are very nice i feel like from a a kind of outside point of view mm. there's not much difference other than the name yeah but actually having that instead of having the galarian gallery or the full arts and things we've just got the illustration rares which make it easy to kind of spot much easier in terms of the the player's guide for the yeah, utb yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i know where to tick my check boxes but i love the artwork they've done the artwork and as we've said before when talking about trading card games is absolutely stunning uh, the the miriam that everyone's looking out for is a beautiful card it pops with the pinks and everything that's kind of going on with that as well i know you've said before that you kind of wish uh Oh did more of the blown mm. up art but this feels like an, a perfect opportunity to go that should be a poster that should be a exactly. playmat absolutely this absolutely. is this is all of the things and i would like it on the side of a building please Thank and there's you. so much variation in the arts as well because you've got things like the the drowsy where essentially drowsy is almost hidden in I, this artwork on, on the stream earlier i was like oh yeah i didn't even realize even though it says drowsy in the yeah, top yeah. left hand corner it's that bit of going oh yeah he is there <laughs> but like the slowpoke as well yeah. although the slowpoke feels a bit more prominent mm -hmm. it is that sort of street scene that you go oh where then, is that then you have art like that that is quite it's quite nice and quite abstract as well but also you have some almost realistic looking art like there's a great Tuskleton art that's very pretty illustration rare sorry <laughs> <laughs> it'll take us a while to get into the rhythm of it and i was doing the card trick 
earlier yeah. and it's just like well now i've just shuffled that's what's <laughs> happened i haven't done anything with it but um yeah i think the almost realistic side of mm. things is good as well and obviously with the commons you have got those kind of figurines in the real yep. world with the starly um but also talking of all of the cards you've got the gray borders and the silver borders as well for the rares it is taking me a bit of time to adjust to that. I do think it makes the artwork stand out a okay. lot more. Um, but it feels like it's not a Pokemon card right now because it's not yellow. And I've spent so long yeah. with it being a yellow border. But, you know, we're changing from Sword and Shield to Scarlet and Violet. What a way to kind of signify the difference in the sets with it as well. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a really it's a really nice thing and it's it's it is different from yellow um but i think it's a change that will be good and give me like two more sets and i'll be like <laughs> what yellow cards i have no idea what it is we'll open some of the older stuff and i'm mm. like oh wow yeah no i miss i miss the gray yeah bring, bring the gray back well we've been going through scarlet and violet we've been opening it on our stream so if you do want to check those out make sure you do uh we stream every weekday at 12 o'clock and four o'clock for the most part holidays you know, yeah happen. you know <laughs> uh bank holidays we've got easter coming up very exciting you built those lego easter bunnies, bunnies. easter rabbits i believe they're rabbits called. not bunnies yeah where are the bunnies oh, ah. <laughs> let me just don't just... drop them oh god now i'm now I'm wondering. But yeah, the little Easter bunnies. They're oh, quite nice. They're cute. They're super cute. The ears move as well, so you can <gasps> have them up, you can have them down. Wow. Oh, that's a really nice set. Yeah. And with Easter coming up, do let us know what your favourite Easter egg chocolate is in the comments, wherever this may be, because this is going in the audio podcast, but it's also going in the video podcast. We also also have a Discord, so make sure to check that out as well. It's available in the links in all of our bios across all the social media. We've been sharing pictures of many different things, mostly Pokemon pools recently, but also air fryers. Yeah. Uh, the list is endless. Yep. Yeah, uh, people's packages that have arrived. Um, but the main thing I'm interested in is like, not everyone likes Easter eggs either. No. We had a couple of people saying, no, I'm not that big on yeah, chocolate. I, I mean, I probably won't get one. But, you know, I, I appreciate the, the idea of them. And there's so many different chocolates that people like. So let us know. Um, but yeah, Pokemon Scarlet Violet. What's been your favourite pool? Nearly uh, went into a Sean Connery there. I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> What's pretty your favourite pool? <laughs> are you back on bond again um so i i think the favorite artwork definitely has to be the fido yeah i really love that i can't get it out of my head the like arcanine <laughs> the arcanine from the lunchtime stream today yes beautiful i think in terms of actually opening a pack and just spotting that <laughs> it was very much a <gasps> Oh wow! And also to get the Miriam, yeah, the actual the, oh, the standard full the art. standard full <laughs> art Miriam. It's it's quite nice because we we do open a lot of cards and sometimes it's that kind of bit of going. This is still such an amazing card, even though it's not the alt art mm -hmm. or something incredible. Um, and I mean that Fido art is available to buy as a, a single card and i probably will buy it i'm gonna have to break my crochet exception rule and get it unless it's gonna come out in crochet if it comes out in crochet maybe maybe i will lose my mind <laughs> that little bakery scene all as little cro yeah you can make your own lego bakery probably yeah i could yeah. 
And if you're looking for Lego or Pokemon Scarlet Violet, we've got both available on the online store, chaoscards.co.uk, um, as well as singles for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet too. Mm. Very, very nice. Cool. Yeah, Scarlet and Violet's been a real big, big thing. Big release. It, it's been huge, and I think there's still going to be a lot of conversation mm-hmm. about it as well. And even little things like in the ETBs, the counters having a slightly different, um, so the burn and the poison counter um being slightly different it's not even much for compared to like crown zenith but it's enough to go oh well that's new which i think it we're gonna have um particularly with paladia evolved we are yeah paladia evolves the next set but those elite trainer boxes are a great shout as well um those are available in scarlet and violet um, and they are a great starting place for if you're looking to get into the Pokemon TCG. They come with nine booster packs yep, and 65 card sleeves, a load of energy as well. So you can start building your deck as well as collecting in the same box. And you get all the dice as yep. well. Damage so dice. Everything you need to your, kind of start. Your legal Pokemon coin flip die, which yes. is the weirdest thing. But, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I mean, well, we were we were playing with the dice at the 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 weekend yeah. and just rolling them and then just sleeving energies it's a great game great <laughs> game for a toddler um so we're not at a competitive level yet no. but i have i've big dreams but speaking of games with children this is the easter holiday we're kind of in now or going to be in very soon and we wanted to talk a little bit about family and family friendly games that you can play with a variety of people yes family ages um this holiday season not just lego of course lego is a good shout yeah. is it well can i mean multiplayer lego I think when we try to assemble the bouquet together, there is a bit of a, a kind of, I need that page in the book. But the creator sets, yeah. so you're just freeform building stuff would be really, really good. I have lots of memories of building um, kind of Lego farms, no. well, Duplo farms, but that's a different story. Um, and kind of building train tracks and all of those things. And I think it can be a really fun activity, particularly if the weather's not great. Absolutely, yeah. And I think a lot of the things that we sell are ideal if it is raining, intermittent rain, yes. uh, as, is the, <laughs> as is the way with England, um, including puzzles. We have many a puzzle over on the yeah. online store as well. And they're always a good thing because you've got everyone kind of looking around the table, trying to find those edges first and then working inwards together. And um, even things like exit games, yeah. they can be quite good. I think we do have some exit puzzles as yeah, well, which... I'm intrigued by, but also I find puzzles quite difficult as it is, and I'm not sure if I need an additional challenge with my puzzle, but um, a few of the uh, staff here at Chaos Cards have said they're, they're really, really good fun. We'll have to do one on stream one time, because I think that'll be perfect, because you see it kind of built yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, puzzles are great. Anything that you assemble, any kind of teamwork, but... There are also loads of cooperative board games yes. out there as Pandemic well. Pandemic is the biggest uh, shout, I guess, that we could say. Pandemic, there's so many different types. There's the Fall of Rome. There's the Star Wars kind of version, the Clone yeah. Wars. There's your World of Warcraft one too. Exactly. <laughs> and I think it is one of those that if you're playing with, I'd say probably anyone over the age of... I think I think it might be 12 for Pandemic, but probably the age of eight. Okay. They'll probably get on board with it because you can kind of go through it all similar to Ticket to Ride as well. You've got your cards, you take your turns, you kind of work together to achieve, well, Ticket to Ride you're against each other, but the, <laughs> it's that kind of thing where everybody can see what everyone's yeah. doing. You can have that open discussion if you want to. And 
yeah, really, really simple game to get to the table as well. Yeah. Not a lot of assembly. No, but I, I know a lot of people will have like maybe bad memories when they got called pandemic. But you are working together to try your best to normally stop a disease from taking over the world. And I think that's a good message to send. Yes. <laughs> and it's, so for the World of Warcraft, it's more about the... Um, Lich King? It is about the Lich King. Sorry, <laughs> I, I thought I heard a noise and I got really confused because also an aeroplane went at the same time. And I'm like, are we playing worms? Um, so, yeah, it's Wrath of the Lich King. So trying to stop a lot of the soldiers, stop the armies and things like that for Clone Wars. Yeah, getting rid of the droids, trying to, tro- trying to stop the Trade Federation from taking over all the planets. So if you don't fancy curing a disease yeah. for example you can pick one of the alternatives yes as well. but you said ticket to ride earlier and ticket to ride isn't a bad shout it, it is i think there's a couple of different options as well there's my first ticket to ride as mm-hmm. well as um, my first ticket to ride ghost train as well yep. if you prefer slightly spookier things but ticket to ride really good loads of expansions as well for the maps yeah expansions different versions of the games the new york one is a cool one if you're looking for a slightly smaller um version oh, to play I didn't know that. um and yeah they're they're pretty they're pretty cool as well Catan is another one too a very entry kind of beginner game yeah we've played Catan 3d or we've at least set up Catan <laughs> 3d yeah. which has that however many people you need to get around a table everyone can see what's happening with it i think if you're introducing family or friends to board games for the first time definitely start with something like a katana pandemic keeping it simple um i will be playing zombicide this weekend (laughs) which is not simple but i've played it a handful of times with my just family, a just a handful. With my family, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, like, obviously, it's normally the holidays when we get everyone together, and yeah. it's trying to figure out a time where you've got that two, three hours to mm-hmm. play through it. Even if you die in the first five minutes, you still want to set it up yeah. and go again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think there are plenty of other games out there, like Dog Park, for example. Yeah. That's a, it's not necessarily an entry level game, but it's not too complicated dog park wingspan calico isle of cats any of those furry games i think there's a lot of like we talked about with cozy board games a lot of people who would who uh who are interested in those things and enjoy them so playing a game related to that is a good shout but then also you've got things that are related to to different intellectual properties like the star wars the clone wars game but you've also got the deck building game you've got the power rangers deck building game you've got the my little pony deck building game yeah so if you know someone who's interested in that already maybe that's an easy way to to get them involved in gaming and if you've spoken about the kind of intellectual properties so uh disney villainous yeah, disney villainous really really great and you've got the marvel villainous yeah. as well and it gives you that opportunity to go we you know the characters right you know these people <laughs> So you know what they're going to try and do. You know what the Queen of Hearts is trying exactly. to do. Exactly, and that's the cool thing with Disney villains as well. You're playing out that villain. And I think it is another one of those opportunities like where we've been playing Marvel Champions, mm-hmm. which if you've got someone in your family or friends who knows how to play a game, mm-hmm. that's a huge help. Yeah. And even if it's not you, just getting someone who's passionate and enthusiastic to share, oh, this is what you do. Um, yeah always better with cooperative games in those situations 
though because otherwise you end up with someone who knows how to do absolutely obliterating everyone (laughs) else in a competitive game and you're just like this isn't fun anymore (laughs) but and uh, kind of along those lines dungeons and dragons and role-playing games in general are a good shout if if you know the dungeon master who who knows all the rules and everything like that who can explain it then to be fair there's not too much that the other players need to do they've got the sheet and as long as it's explained it's mostly role-playing if you want it to be yeah and we had our first session with ali last week yeah and that was really good as well you can check that out on youtube and twitch i believe it's still on vod um yeah that that might be a really cool thing that you want to do this easter pick up the starter set of D or a book if you want to start a campaign or do a one shot with the keys from the golden vault for example and you can do that remotely as well. You don't even yeah. have to be in the same place. The new D&D film is out as yeah. well. I haven't been to see it. Not yet. <laughs> um, but um, I know that a lot of people were saying it's it's quite nice. Yeah. It's just a, a bit of fun more than anything else. And hopefully it'll get more people into the idea of playing D&D and it not ending up in a... I was about to say a demigorgon. <laughs> demigorgon? Demigorgon? I think so. From Stranger Things? Like, <laughs> you, it's, it's not always quite that that bad just enjoy your potatoes and you'll be you'll be fine but i think D is really good I, like i say zombicide is good but what will you be getting to the table will you be getting any games to the table well because i'm on holiday just after easter at the easter break so i'm going to be taking some board games yeah i'm going to be taking the wingspan calico because they're always firm favorites yeah um i'm gonna be playing a little bit of D. I don't know what else at the minute. I think I I, I like to take different games as well because normally we end up taking Wingspan and Calico. Yeah. So I want to take new games because I like introducing new games to people as well. So we'll have to see, but um, at the minute, the the group that I play with is like into heavier stuff. Yeah. So that's not too bad. That's quite it's, good. It's pretty good. I mean, you say about traveling, Azul Mini. Yeah. Azul Mini could be a perfect shout. That's a good one right there yeah. that we need to play at some point. Um, beautiful game but also there are a lot of games that you can kind of play outdoors as well like throw throw burrito hive hive's a really (laughs) good shout um we saw a game a couple of weeks ago was it a walk in the park yeah something something like like that something like that (laughs) it actually encourages you to play the game outside and that that's part of the the gameplay with it as well so um you don't have to stay indoors to no, play your board games absolutely not but yeah that was a, a few a few bits of family and family friendly games that, that oh sorry we need to mention rhino hero yeah rhino hero all the haber games to be all fair. of the haber games rhino hero is up there though in terms of a uh, favorite you can get my first rhino hero yeah. as well and if you enjoy games like operation stack <laughs> or jenga um then rhino hero is that kind of next step yeah for it um and again operation stack operation stack is a fantastic one uh how if we still have it hammer time yeah um <laughs> there's so many so <laughs> many so many good haber games so do make sure to check those out right this week we've got some cool new releases coming out have we tiny what? epic vikings oh have you have you seen any tiny epic games before no i've seen them um to buy yeah. if that makes sense but i haven't actually played them so tiny epic games literally this big yeah i was gonna it's it's small (laughs) isn't it it's that's part of the it's a small box but normally the the inside is like what you'd expect from a bigger game so there's a few different ones the most 
the most famous and well-known and most loved one, I believe, is Tiny Epic Galaxies, okay. where you're kind of going across these different planets and trying to conquer them and get the most points. There's also Tiny Epic Mechs, there's Tiny Epic Zombies, there's Tiny Epic uh, Defenders. You, you name it. Tiny Epic Western. There's so many different Tiny Epic games that are all different takes on these different genres. Tiny Epic Dinosaurs, which I have as well. It's a pretty cool one. Um, but there's a load of different ones, but they're all in these small boxes and they have little wooden meeples as well, sometimes different oh, animals nice. and stuff like that. But they kind of condense these bigger box games into the tiny box and use it to... its best ability uh sometimes they also take up the entire table as well even though they're in this tiny box i think that's one of the good things and a lot of games are doing it now packaging and how people mm -hmm. are actually making sure games fit in a box it's not loads of plastic no. it's not loads of bits you can then condense it down and go right this is it and azul mini is a really good yep. example of that where you've got your full size Azul, you've got the expansions and then Azul Mini. Tiny Epic, it, it, it's one of those that I keep looking at. I'm not I, I haven't made the plunge yet. So Tiny Epic Vikings? It could be it could be one. There's a lot of replayability in them as well. There's so every card is like there's so much different stuff that you can play. So Tiny Epic Vikings is a competitive game where you're against one another. Okay. You have like a little Viking clan that you is your own. And you're going across these different seas and the, these lands trying to get these runes. Okay. And you get these runes by defeating other people on the land that you're on and having different tokens from them at the end of the game. Okay. These uh, runes relate to a different god that right. might be in play. There's three in play each round. And so you're just traveling around using your workers and trying to defeat the most people. I mean, get the most runes. That sounds very Vikingy. Yeah. Like you, you came, you conquered, yeah, you move on. That's it. And the runes are, must be a really nice addition as well. Having not seen it, they're, they're very tiny. Yeah. Um, but the uh, what I will say, the artwork in this is actually really pretty. And the artwork in the Tiny Epic Games is not normally something I focus on. Yeah. But in Vikings, it is very. Um, it's very much the Viking kind of theme. Very much like a D and D fantasy esque. Kind of I'm imagining like uh, big long boats and like the runes being grey with bits of blue <laughs> and I think it, it's something that a lot of people will be interested in because there's been many a TV show about Vikings, Vikings. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot to be said for that and it's a really good opportunity if you are trying to get someone into games to pick up something that is small yeah it's small it but there's a lot of content in there as well uh seemingly better at higher player counts because there's a bit of area control because you there's yeah. a few of these islands where you need to kind of vie for control of them um so yeah if it's just two of you it's, it's, it's a just, bit like, is it your island or my island <laughs> but it does seem really cool so if you do like viking stuff and you do like tiny epic games do make sure to check it out it's a really cool one there's an expansion that's also going to be available on release as well because i Ooh. think it came out with the kickstarter called the ragnarok expansion uh, so this is what i was thinking i think i've been sent it as kickstarters oh, before okay. but i doubted myself whether it was a kickstarter or whether that was just when it first started up so um yeah, but there are a lot of games you can back on Kickstarter and it's a really good way to invest in the hobby overall yep. because there are so many new companies and new mm -hmm. designers that are trying to get their games off the ground. So do have a look through all of those things or you can have a look for them 
and then wait for them to go into retail. Yeah. When you know they're all backed. Absolutely, yeah. So Tiny Epic Vikings, if you like Viking stuff, also check out Raiders of the North Sea. It's one of my favourite Viking games. Roman Roll is also coming out this week, and that was another Kickstarter. Yeah, so Rome and Roll. <laughs> not Roman Roll. not Romans, is it? Just it, it is. It is. It is. It is. Rome and Roll. Rome is about uh, the Romans. Right, okay. I was just thinking we're in Vikings. Am I just merging my history stuff in with this? So, yeah, about Romans. Tell yes. us more. Well, do you know what a Roll and Write is? Uh, no. No, so a Roll and Write is normally a game where you roll a dice and you write what it says on your little board that you have. Oh, on perfect. On a whiteboard normally or a pencil. It really depends. So Railroad Inc. is a big one that you might have heard oh, of. Oh, actually, we've... We've, we've played. We've played that. That's, <laughs> I was about to say, that's not writing, that's just drawing. Drawing, but, you know, yeah, roll yeah. and draw. Roll and draw, roll and write. So yeah, there are a few different ones in both pencil and in using pens. Isle of Cats, Explore and Draw is another one as well, um, where you roll stuff, you write things down, you keep doing that until the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, Roman roll is very similar, however, there's a lot more going on. So you're rolling for these different resources, and you're then spending those resources to build buildings in Rome. Right. And but you're all working together. Which is to, good. To an extent. Oh no. Because you're built you're all building Rome. Yeah. But people are doing it more than others. <laughs> some people are really good builders, <laughs> some people are slacking off. But some people are also focusing their efforts towards using their legions and moving them towards different areas um, around Rome. And so you're getting points in that way. There's lots of different cards. There's a lot of different boxes to check and lots of different things to add on. It's like it's like a, a checklist, basically, yeah, that you this get is, given. This is where I want to go. This is what I need to build. This is how it's going to work. And I think that kind of very methodical approach mm. is how we view the Romans generally. Like, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm going to do. I feel like the Vikings are much more riot and fire. <laughs> and the, the Romans were like, okay, let's, let's make a plan. Let's mm. roll. But yeah, the, the, the Roman Roll board game also comes with an expansion um, that comes out this week, set two. Um, but it is a more in-depth roll and write game. So if you look at something like Railroad Inc, it's relatively light. Yeah, good, um, good, good as a starter game. Good as a starter theory. game. Roman Roll is more like a board game has been turned into, you've got to do it with a pen and paper now. Okay. So there is a lot there. And obviously replayability is good because you can just wipe down the boards and just go again. Yeah. So there's no loss of paper. There's not too many components either. And it's going to change every time because you've no idea what the dice exactly. is going to exactly. throw up as well. So that is a pretty cool one. There's a ton of Roman board games as well. I think there's also one coming out this week called Charioteers. Okay. Where, which is a racing game. Yeah, I, I figured it wasn't going to be about chariots of fire or running <laughs> or anything like that. But that could be that'd be good also a lot of history a lot of history and if you do like history board games are a, an incredible space to be in because there's so many different games about history not just made up history like i was gonna say not not always accurate <laughs> no. but um there's loads of stuff and even covering certain experiences that you might not think of or viticultures behind yeah. you there and i'm just thinking well not everybody history. has ever tried to uh, set up a vineyard and try to be be doing that and it's just it's not only history it's general culture yeah general culture like things like making wine but also history in, in so many different board games a lot of them are based around wars and things like that but yeah. there's games that recently came out like Encyclopedia was it yeah Where, which had a load of different older things and even games like Wingspan that mm. you mentioned, Meadow... Pandemic Iberia is behind you. Yeah. I know that's a bad thing as well, but 
Iberia. Iberia. <laughs> yeah. Iberia. There we go. But yeah, we, we've got this. It's the mid-19th century and diseases are spreading fast on the Iberian Peninsula. Whoa. Your mission as members of a second royal... Oh, we're only the second royal, not the first. <laughs> uh, philanthropic expedition. You must research four deadly diseases, malaria, typhus, cholera and yellow fever from Barcelona to Lisbon. Lisbon? Mm-hmm. Lisbon, I assume. Yeah. Uh, you will travel by carriage, boat and train to help the Iberian populace. In addition to treating patients and sharing your research, you will develop railways huh, and purify water to help you contain the spread of disease. Yeah. So, if you don't know, yellow fever, malaria, cholera, and typhus, pretty pretty bad yeah. until we manage to find out treatments that's, for it. That's so. the thing that makes this one different, is that you can't actually cure the diseases. No. <laughs> because they didn't. No. Um, and you can't use planes to travel everywhere, you have to build roads. So, yeah. But, really cool historical games, there's a load of cool ones. I'm a big fan of Sekigahara, the unification of Japan. It's a beautiful game. Wow. I'll have to bring it in one day. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a... Yeah, no, I had no idea. But speaking of fantasy war... Yeah. Game of Thrones, A Song of Ice and Fire miniatures. I mean, you you're not you're not keen at Game of Thrones. A Song of Ice and Fire, the miniatures game has more expansion sets to come out this week. Exciting. So we got the Starks, you know, your your Sean Bean. Yeah. Um, they they've got Cranogmen Bog Devils, okay. and they look like a very interesting unit. They poison you essentially. Um, yeah, I mean, a Bog Devil doesn't sound like you're going to give them a cuddle. Now. No, but it's very unstark like. Starks are normally very straight up, and yeah. but yeah, the Bog Devils are going to be interesting. So it'll be. We'll see how that how what happens when they come out. We got the frozen shore hunters for the free folk. So yeah, they're, I they're from up by the wall, right? Up by up north. Up north. <laughs> how north do you go to the wall? And yeah. that's uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. They're pretty cool as well. We got lysine cell swords, which uh, if you know cell swords are better, they're just mercenaries basically. Cool. Um, uh, they sell their swords. <laughs> fire and fire. Um, but they're pretty cool because they do a lot of pillaging, which we were talking about Vikings earlier. The Greyjoys yeah. like a lot of pillaging, so the lysine cell swords could have some cool. Uh, kind of combos with the Greyjoys. So with this, yep. if you are new to it, these expansions they help, add a unit. They add a unit yeah. to it. So is there a cost in it with it in the game, or do you yeah. just yeah yeah? Cool. So yeah, they cost a certain amount of points, and you can also upgrade them as well. But these are expansion units to a Song of Ice and Fire the miniatures game. The um, these are all a Song of Ice and Fire miniatures games expansions. Yeah. So you have to start with the starter set before you can pick up any of these. Um, to add to your armies, but normally when you're playing a game, you have four or five okay. units. The Lysine Cell Swords are a neutral unit, so anyone except the Free Folk can take them. Yeah. Um, and they sell their swords to you. <laughs> so they're pretty cool. That's really good, though, because if you have been playing a while mm-hmm. and you've been looking at a way to kind of maybe um, change up your approach, yep. it sounds like a lot of this is going to be a way to go, oh, yeah, I've been playing Starks. Yeah. Like, ah, get me some bog devils. Basically, yeah. Um, and then finally we've got the Targaryen's brazen beasts, which look like... They're not beasts. They're I'm, like, I'm thinking, like, I want them to be dragons, but they're not going to be dragons. They're not dragons. They're people, and they're very fast people as well. They're, oh, the pe- people, they're people people. They're people people. So they look very fast and quite interesting as well. There's a there's a, uh, a lot of Targaryen play at the minute is either Dothraki, so Khal Drogo, and yeah. people on horseback. Yeah, generally quite fast. <laughs> or uh, dragons. <laughs> quite fiery, quite fast. But then there's also um, uh, uh, the Unsullied, who are like really cool soldiers, who are really good too. 
Yeah. So there's a mix of all those. So it'd be interesting where the brazen beasts come into that because they're not really fit part of any of those. No. Groups. Well, the unsullied are the eunuchs. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of having an army, pretty handy for it. But yeah, I'd be interested to find out more about the beasts. Yeah. Well, they're they're you know, they're available. Yeah, they're, they're available this week, and there's many beasts in a song of ice and fire in general. So if you like to play mammoths, free folk have mammoths. Um, they've also got shape changes, so they can change into birds and ravens, people. And yeah. somehow dragons didn't seem to phase me, but you turn around and go mammoths. I'm like, what? <laughs> dragons. You got giants. You got elephants as well. Yeah. Um, so there's a ton of different things. So make sure to check out the Song of Ice and Fire miniatures game today. Mm. And that's about it. Yeah, I think we'll be getting ready for Easter. You're going to be taking Wingspan. That's a game yep. with eggs in it. There is. Uh, there's Egg Slam as well. That's a game that's got eggs in it yep. um, we'll be looking for easter eggs within games yep. and you'll uh, be doing some pokemon go easter eggs yay. easter eggs, eggs, hatching <laughs> no, I'm going to be doing uh, getting the egg incubator out getting a bit of that sunshine now that it is officially spring and we will see you next week for the next episode of the podcast see you soon, see you later bye bye